Human behavior has always been a mystery. Why do people do what they do? Why do they react one way when we expected something else? How do we learn to understand, connect with, enroll, engage, align with people most effectively? Hi, I'm Christine Kemaford, founder of Smart Tribes Institute, and welcome to our Smart Tribes Crack the Behavior Code podcast. In each episode, you'll learn practical, easy to use tools to better understand and change human behavior. These tools will help your team outperform, out-engage, outsell the competition. In other words, to become a smart tribe. Oh, and you'll find these tools super helpful in your personal life too. Let's go. Bob is the CEO of a thriving construction company. The only trouble is he works 75-hour weeks because he picks up the pieces when his key leaders drop the ball. Yet he hasn't made it clear that they need to do their own work. Sharon is the senior vice president of sales at a mid-sized software company. Her salespeople are highly compensated, yet continue to miss their numbers. And their compensation hasn't been reduced. What do both leaders have in common? They are avoiding conflict. Let's look at how your brain handles conflict. Now, many of us have been socialized or learned as adults that conflict is bad. And in order to succeed, we should appear optimistic and positive at all times. Yet, while this avoidance of conflict leads to superficial harmony, it denies what is really going on and undermines genuine trust. When conflict occurs, many leaders, like Bob and Sharon, have a tendency to participate in it versus lead through it. It's comfortable to do this because our brains are wired to want to belong. Fear of ostracism leads to fear of conflict, but when we avoid conflict, it has a tendency to escalate. The state of conflict or friction in the workplace or life is something I call the critter state. The critter state, like a little animal, is where we're in fight, flight, freeze. Critter state is where we are in reptilian and mammalian brain amygdala hijack, if you will. We can't see the forest for the trees. We don't have behavioral choice. We are compulsively reacting and trying to stay not dead. We dive into critter state when we feel threatened. And anytime there's conflict, the animalistic instincts in our limbic and survival systems kick into gear. Now, this then undermines communication and teamwork and fuels aggression. All of this leads to even more issues. Here's what to do. Number one, unpack how your culture creates conflict and address it. Chances are good you'll find recurring low or incomplete communication, leading to mismatched expectations and misunderstandings in general. So make sure communication is actionable, accurate. Have the communication receiver echo back what they heard to make sure that you were clear. And complete, ensure dependencies and contingencies are being considered. Next, we also find in that whole unpacking your culture and how it creates conflict, incomplete or 
infrequent feedback, leading to people not knowing if they're on or off track. Another problem, no consequences for dropped accountability, so the pattern repeats. So think about the above. We'll have links for communication, feedback, and accountability in the show notes, so you'll get tools for each. Next, number two, know your conflict avoidance strategy. What's yours? Avoiding conflict, we find, often comes in three flavors. Passivity, doing nothing and hoping the problem will go away or waiting for the actions of others to fail. Being overly compliant and trying not to rock the harmony boat of the relationship versus trusting that the relationship will be stronger when ideas and opinions are discussed honestly. And then the third type of conflict we find of conflict avoidance, overly controlling without including time for discussion and connection. Now, while each of these strategies has a time and a place where they are effective, they will damage results, morale, and sustainability if they aren't stopped. Through coaching, Bob and Sharon came to understand their conflict avoidance pattern. Next, though, I needed to give them some tools to move through conflict more comfortably. So number three, ask open-ended questions to design a shared outcome. A shared outcome will enable you and the other person or persons to move from critter state and into the prefrontal cortex, into the smart state, where we can innovate, collaborate, communicate more effectively, and to design this better feeling reality that we all want, we're going to use the outcome frame. And an outcome frame helps you create a strong vision of the state you want to be in. There are some very basic questions to do this. What would you like? Something you can create and maintain. What will having that for do for you? How will you feel? What will the benefits be? How will you know when you have it? What's the proof going to be? When, where, with whom would you like it? Will I want it at work or home, right? With my direct reports with, or with my spouse, right? Within 30 days. So that's just the context question. Next, what a value might you risk or lose? Well, what's going to be the cost of actually getting the outcome that you want. There's always an ego cost here, so pay attention to that. And then what are your next steps? So use this tool to discover how your team can move forward in conflict. Have them answer these questions in order to assess where they really want to be. The outcome frame is a terrific tool to either move through conflict together or prevent conflict entirely. Number four, stir up healthy conflict. Use a pinata. Consider yourself the pinata maker. So offer potential solutions as if you were hanging up a pinata and expecting everybody to take a hit at it with a baseball bat. No wax to the idea, no candy comes out. So this mindset may help your team to not get too attached to an idea or a solution before others have had their say. And at the same time, it'll allow you to offer ideas for discussion before they're fully formed in your own mind. Work with your coach to make this collaborative solution forming style feel safe and productive. And recognize that when you are willing to have direct, non-judgmental conversations about topics that are uncomfortable, like low accountability, blaming behavior, and boundaries, you are able to create powerful learning opportunities for your team and for yourself. Scan your relationships 
identify with whom you are holding resentments, festering worries about some of their behaviors, or withholding some other information out of worry that they may not like you or like what you have to say, or notice if you've just written them off. So the net-net, learn why your culture has conflict avoidance and put the tools mentioned in place to reduce it. Understand your conflict avoidance strategy. With this awareness, you can catch it, become conscious of it, and choose to use our conflict navigation tools. Use an outcome frame to set a plan for the future and understand where your team wants to be. Use a pinata when you need to mix it up. How will you overcome workplace conflict by using these tools? Let's discuss. Thanks for joining me on this episode. Every listen, every share, every review helps others form their own smart tribes where teams are engaged, happy, and optimally performing. Together, you and I can help millions of people crack the behavior code in their organizations, families, and communities. I invite you to take two minutes and head over to smarttribesinstitute.com to discover more about how to form a smart tribe. See you there, and please tell your friends.